the middle of the storms of this life. I won't turn back, I know you are near, and I will fear no evil, for my God is with me, and if my God is with me, is coming for a heart that holds on, a glorious life beyond all compare, and there will be an end to these troubles, but until that day comes, we'll live to know you here on the earth, and I will fear no
Let's pray. Dear God, we're just so thankful to be in your house this morning. Dear God, I pray that, that we do proclaim you as Hosanna, Lord. You're the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and you rule over our lives. And Father, I pray that as we come this morning, that we open up our hearts to you, Lord, and, and realize that. And, and Lord, that we'll take every word that's sung, and Lord, every word that's spoken today into our hearts and, and take it out and among others that we're around each and every day of our lives. Father, bless each family here. God is... Lord, allow us to fill your spirit today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sometimes it feels like I'm watching from the outside. Sometimes it feels
Father, we do uh, come to you in the name of Jesus, the name above all names. Father, you are a great and mighty God that, uh, whose grace is uh, more than sufficient to meet every need that we have. And your love is uh, unending. Father, we uh, are aware that every good and perfect gift comes from you. Lord, we, uh, as we come here to uh, present our tithes and offerings, we remember how great you are and how generous you are with us. Might we be uh, generous back to you. Lord, thank you, Lord, for using these gifts and for uh, just uh, continuing to bless the giver. In Jesus' name, amen.
did, you'll know that I'm feeling my age a little bit. And uh, not only am I preaching to senior adults today, but I am one. Uh, in so many ways. But, but it's good to see you here. Let me uh, just do a quick survey. How many of you here are 65 years of age or older? How many of you are 70 years of age or older? How many of you are 80 years of age or older? A couple. How many? Anyone here over 90? I don't see anyone over 90. I see several over 80. I did a, uh, a computer check on our database this week. We had 22 church members who were 90 years of age or older. 22, and a lot of them are active. A lot of them are, are as active uh, as any church members we have. And uh, I, I remember it wasn't too many years ago that we had three church members over 100. Do you remember Jack Bennett and uh, Roy Tucker and Priscilla Hardison? I think Tifton is a good place to age. It's a good place to, to retire. It's a good place to find things to do in your retirement years. I used to think retirement was a chance to do nothing. But I've learned that retirement is the time to do what you want to do. And for a lot of retirees in our church, they're, they're among the most active members that we have. There's a passage about Caleb in Joshua 14, 6 through 12. Joshua 14, 6 through 12. And you're familiar with Caleb, aren't you? He, he and uh, Joshua were the two of the 12 spies that Moses sent into the promised land. And 10 of the spies came back and said, we can't take the land. There are giants there. There's nothing to be done. Uh, but Caleb and Joshua said, Yes, we can take, the <laughs> can take the land. The giants are there, but God will be with us. And we trust God. So we're going to get into that in a minute. The sermon's entitled, Caleb the Optimist. And it's for Senior Adult Sunday. Joshua 14, verse 6 says, Then the people of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh and the Kenizzite said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God in Kadesh Barnea, concerning you and me? I was 40 years old. This is what uh, Caleb is reminding Joshua of. They're getting ready to divide the land up. So Caleb is going to Joshua, and this is what he says. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought him word again as it was in my heart. But my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Yet I wholly followed the Lord my God. The, the Hebrew word there, wholly followed, means full sail. I was in full sail following the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever, because you have wholly followed, you have put your full sail out for the Lord your God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said these 45 years since that time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel walked in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day 85 years old. He's 85. And don't just write this off as saying, well, they lived a lot older back then than they do now. I'm 85 years old. I'm still as strong to this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then for war, for going and coming. So now give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day. 
For you heard on that day how the Anakim were there with great fortified cities. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall drive them out as the Lord has said. So Caleb came back with a positive report from the promised land and uh, he was ready to go in and occupy it. Let's pray together. Father, as we come together on this Senior Adult Sunday, we thank you for those in our congregation who have lived a few years. Because in those years, not only have they gained experience and wisdom and strength, but they also have gained the faith that comes from seeing you work in their lives faithfully, day in and day out, year after year. And those who are younger and follow (coughs) can look to them and see the difference that you make in their lives and the example, the testimony they have of one who has faithfully served and followed over a long period of time. Help us, Lord, all to live faithful lives so one day looking back we can see a testimony of faith and the difference that it makes trusting in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as I said, we have 22 church members, 90 years of age and older, and as I was looking down the list, at least half of them are here almost every Sunday. A lot of them come on Wednesdays, too. They are among the most faithful church members that we have. I looked on the U.S. Census Bureau about the number of senior adults in America today. In 1990, there were 3.1 million Americans over 65. Today, there are 40 million Americans over 65. It used to be one out of 25, now it's one out of eight in America or or 65 years of age or older. How many, have you started getting uh, notices from AARP? I started getting those, I think when you turned 50. And so we've been getting those several years. AARP has 40 million members because they go back down to, to age 50 and up. But that is a growing segment, it's a growing force in our society. They are a a segment in our society to be reckoned with. And um, as I was thinking about Caleb, you know, he was one of the 12 that Moses sent. He and Joshua, they went, they stayed there for several months, came back and reported what they saw in the promised land. Now Moses knew that God had promised them the promised land, but 10 of those who went into the promised land came back and said, there are giants there. There's no way we'll be able to occupy it. We have been traveling through this wilderness for so long and you have been bringing us to the promised land and we will not be able to take it. We will never occupy it. But Joshua and Caleb said, yes, we will. Yes, there are giants there, but the Lord our God who has been with us in this wilderness will be with us as we go into the promised land. Well, They refused to go. They listened to the tent. And God judged the Israelites for their disbelief. And he said for every day that they wandered in, in, or that they were in in the promised land, scoping it out 40 days, you will wander a year in the wilderness. So it was 40 years. He said no one over the age of 20 will be able to, no man will be able to enter into the promised land. So he judged them. 
It's been 40 years, and now Caleb comes back. They have taken a few years to occupy the land to take it, and Caleb comes back, and he wants the inheritance, the portion that was promised to him. He's 85 years old, and he comes to Joshua for his share. Now, there are a few things I want you to see about senior adults in your outline as we look at this this, uh, passage about Caleb today. First of all, I want you to see that Caleb was willing to share the lead with others. He was not jealous of Joshua. Now, Joshua and Caleb both came back from the promised land giving a report that, yes, there are giants there, but we can take it. But for some reason, somehow, Joshua came to the fore. Joshua became the leader. And when the children of Israel (coughs) were going in after 40 years to occupy the land and divided up. Joshua was the one who was in charge. He was the one directing all the events that that transpired. Not Caleb. Now Caleb could have very easily said, hold on a second. Joshua and I should be equals. Or, you know, why why not my leading the children of Israel? I brought the same report back that Joshua did. I I did everything that Joshua did. Why does Joshua get to be in charge and I don't? Caleb could have said that, couldn't he? He could have been jealous. He could have been um, unable or unwilling to share the leadership or even to yield the leadership to Joshua. Um, As senior adults age, a lot of times they see younger folks coming along and taking leadership roles, and that's good. But sometimes... And this is not good when senior adults kind of get shoved to the side. And, uh, and someone who hasn't worked with the company as long, someone who hasn't uh, been as loyal to the company as the senior adult has, gets promoted even over the senior adults. I hear about that happening in business frequently. And it's difficult for a senior adult to step back and yield to a younger man or woman. Uh, I think what John the Baptist said about Jesus is good here. He said... He must increase, but I must decrease in John 3.30. Of course, that was John the Baptist and Jesus. I I heard a a professor one time who was retiring from seminary. And it was a younger professor who came along behind him, and they were both invited to speak at a, a conference at a nearby church over the weekend. Well, the older professor had a lot of wisdom, but he also had a lot of humility and And uh, the younger professor had a more prominent role on the program that weekend than the older one did. And so when the older professor came up, he said said something like, You know, uh, I knew that he would increase and I would decrease. He said, I just had no idea that he would increase so rapidly or I would decrease so drastically. And that's what senior adults see happening over the time. And it's one of the reasons that that I admire Caleb because he was not uh, pushing his way forward. You know, he didn't demand to be recognized. He was willing to to acquiesce the leadership role to Joshua. And yet, you know, he was still here saying, the Lord has promised me this. You know, I want want to be able to, to be faithful and to follow and to fulfill his role. That's one of the reasons I admire, I admired Chess Smith so much. Um, when I came into Tifton, you know, he, he, he stepped back, and yet he was one of my most faithful supporters, my most trusted advisors, 
He, was, he didn't sit back and prop his feet up. He, I can't tell you how many interim pastorates he held to, to carry churches through difficult times, probably 10 or 12 in South Georgia. And uh, he was just always a model for me of what retirement in the ministry can be like. Someone who doesn't just sit back and rest on their laurels, but someone who continues to serve and find other avenues and opportunities to be faithful to God. Sometimes in retirement, in any area of life, in any phase of life, jealousy can rob us of joy. Jealousy can rob us of joy. But uh, if we can rejoice in the success of others at every phase of life, when it comes to retirement, God's not going to wash his hands of us. There's going to be places of opportunity and service where he can continue to use us if we will make ourselves available and not complain or whine about what we don't have or what somebody else does have, but just be willing to be used wherever he places us, whenever he places us. So Caleb continued to share in the successes of others. He, he did not think that God owed him anything or, or, or that he deserved a position of leadership or responsibility, but he was willing to step back and let Joshua increase. And Caleb continued to serve and follow God where he had him. The second thing I want you to see was that Caleb continued to grow and change and develop. At 85 years of age, Caleb was doing exactly what he was doing at 40 years of age, only more so. I love this about senior adults. I love this about Caleb. Caleb comes and he says... Behold, the Lord has kept me alive these 40 years. I am this day 85 years old. I am still as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. Give me this hill country that you heard how the Anakim were there. Great fortified cities. Now, Caleb, you know, it occurs to me that at 85 years of age, God had promised Caleb a share of the inheritance of the promised land. And Caleb could have asked for any area of the land in the promised land that he wanted. He could have asked for the lush, fertile valleys in the promised land, but he doesn't. What area does he ask for? He asks for the hill country where the giants are, where there are great fortified cities. And Caleb is 85 years old when he's asking for that, that area of the promised land. It's amazing to me. He did, not, he did not settle for something that was easy, but he wanted the challenge. He wanted the area where the giants, the very giants that put fear in the ten spies who went into the promised land, who kept the children of Israel from going into the promised land 45 years early. Those giants, that's the very area that Caleb asked for. He said, because it will be that as God has been with me these 40 years, he will continue to be with me and we will take that country because God has promised it to me. That's one thing I love about Caleb. His older years became an extension of what he was in his younger years. He didn't just stop at 40, but he continued to grow and develop and mature. And those 45 years that, that he was living by faith on the promise that God had given him did not diminish at all. But he lived on that promise. And at 85, he came to Joshua and claimed the promise that God had had given. And he said, give me the hard area. 
the hardest area where the giants are. And I and my people will go in and take it because the Lord will be with us. What we are, I heard someone say one time that what we are when we're old is what we were when we were younger, only more so. Did you hear me? What we, what we are when we're old is what we were when we were younger, only more so. So the person who, how can I say this delicately? The person who complains when they're 80 didn't just start doing that. They're probably doing it all their lives. By the time they're 80, they've just perfected it. And, and that sweet, kind person, that little lady in, in her, who's 85, didn't wake up one morning on her 85th birthday and suddenly become kind and gentle and sweet. But that was a pattern that she was living every day of her life. I think about this sometime. Our lives are like a tree. And, and when they're young, those trees can be gently bent in one direction or another. And that's what we do with children. We try to bend them in the right direction. But as we grow older, that tree becomes stronger and stronger and it just continues to lean in the direction that we, that we were bent in our earlier years. So what we are when we're older is what we were when we were younger, only more so. The direction that we're leaning when we're older is the direction we were leaning when we were younger, only more so. So you want to be around those people who were, who were kind, who were gentle who are faithful, who are wise, because when they are older, guess what? They'll just be even more kind and gentle and faithful and wise. Those people who complain and whine and, and are bitter and are upset when they're younger, guess what? When they're older, no one will be able to be around them because it's just going to get worse because what you are when you're older is what you are when you're younger, only more so. I want to be like the attitude of the person who wrote this poem called I'm Fine. Because I can imagine as a young person this, this author was fun to be around. There's nothing whatever the matter with me. I'm just as healthy as can be. I have arthritis in both my knees. And when I talk, I speak with a wheeze. My pulse is weak. My blood is thin. But I'm awfully well for the shape I'm in. I think my liver is out of whack. I have a terrible pain in my back. My hearing's poor. My eyes are dim. But it, most everything is out of trim. The way I stagger sure is a crime. I'm likely to fall most any time. But all things considered, I'm feeling fine. Arch supports I have on both feet. Or I wouldn't be able to walk down the street. My fingers are ugly, stiff in the joints. My nails are impossible to keep in points. Complexion's bad due to dry skin. But I'm awfully well for the shape I'm in. Dentures drive me crazy. I'm restless at night. And in the morning, I sure am a sight. Memories failing, heads in a spin. I'm practicing living, practically living on aspirin, but I'm awfully well for the shape I'm in. Now, the moral is this, as this tale we unfold, that for you and me who are growing old, it's better to say, I'm fine with a grin, than to tell everyone of the shape we are in. You can be positive. And you can be optimistic like Caleb. And you can be kind. And you can be generous in your youth. And the good news is you'll only be more so. 
as you age. That's the way it was with Caleb. He didn't suddenly have faith in God when he turned 85 and come back to Joshua and say, give me the hill country where the giants are. No. Caleb had faith in God when he came back from that first time those 12 men went to the promised land to spy it out. And those 45 years of wandering in the wilderness, of seeing everyone else over 20, all the men die out except for him and Joshua. And then as they went in to occupy the promised land, that faith in God continued to grow, did not diminish, but he lived on that promise that God had given him and he was going to claim it for the Lord. That was the growing pattern of faith that Joshua, that Caleb had. And I hope that faith is growing in your life too. The final thing I want you to see about Caleb is that he continued to work. He continued to serve. Not only was he not jealous of Joshua, he was willing to share. Not only did he continue to grow, extending what he was in his younger years into his older years, but he was willing to roll up his sleeves and go to work when they entered the promised land. He did not want the easy path to uh, the lush valleys in Canaan, the land flowing with milk and honey. He said, give me the mountains where the Anakim are. He requested the hill country. So instead of taking his ease in his declining years, he was willing to go to work again at 85. He was not willing to sit and rest, but he was saying, I'm going to trust God in this promise. I'm going to go and do, uh, take the hard area, probably the hardest area in the promised land. Caleb said, 85, give it to me. And you got to remember, he and Joshua were the two oldest men going in because everybody else over 20 had passed away. So that one of the two oldest men going into the promised land said, give me the hardest area and I'll take it for the Lord. The Anakim were the, the sons of Anak. I actually looked them up in the Bible dictionary. Who were the, who were the sons of Anak? Uh, the word Anakim means long-necked, stiff-necked. They were, they were taller than most. They were probably the descendants of the Nephilim, the, the, the descendants of the men on earth and the angels that intermarried. <clears throat> they were large, they were imposing, they were frightening. But Caleb remembered the Lord's promise. And he was willing to work. And that's the way it is with senior adults. Senior adults who have seen God's faithfulness all throughout their lives continue to trust him in their mature years. You know, when we come to a mountain full of giants, don't assume that somebody younger is going to have to lead the charge. Senior adults are strong and vigorous And they are, let me just say our senior adults are some of the hardest workers we have in our church. They teach Sunday school. They work in the nursery. They work in the Family Life Center, volunteer. They do everything around here. A lot of the volunteer work is done by senior adults. We uh, recently renovate or in the process of renovating the kitchen off the Memorial Social Hall. If you haven't seen it, you need to stick your head in. It's about finished and the a group of senior adults volunteered to do the demolition on that kitchen. Well, one Friday morning I had off, and so I decided to come up here and I'd show these senior adults how, how what a hard worker I was. And so I had on my jeans and my shirt and my hat, and I came up here with crowbars and hammers and all kinds of stuff. And I'm telling you, after about 15 minutes of working with these guys, I was ready for someone to call break time. 
because I was, I was suffering. But I wasn't going to be the one uh, to, to ask for a break. But I, I looked at these senior adults and, and uh, I thought, good night, I can't keep up with these guys. They just, they just worked and worked and worked. And some of us went to eat lunch and I was thankful for that. And some of them didn't. Some of them stayed and worked through lunch. And I'm going, good night, these guys are tough. Um, but that's the way senior adults are. They, they don't mind working. And uh, they are some of the most faithful church members we have. I, I learned, I've learned over time that retirement is not doing nothing. Retirement is doing what you want to do. <clears throat> and so, you know, it, I don't know when retirement is for me, but, but I, I no longer see retirement as sitting in my recliner with my remote control. You know, just watching TV. Retirement's going to be the opportunity to do things for God that we want to do, um, that no one else wants to do, maybe, but to volunteer and to find a place of service. And don't underestimate the value of senior adults who can't get out and get to church, but are right now perhaps watching by television and will be at 11 and will be at 7 o'clock tonight because they can do the most important thing, like, and, and that's praying. Praying, I believe, is the most important gift that anybody can give this church. And senior adults lead the way in that as well. Our church is strengthened by senior adults. And we are blessed in the demographics of our church having a, a span from a, a full nursery to having 22 in our church 90 years of age and older. Because we have the, the breadth and the depth of that diversity and the opportunities and privileges that affords. So for those of you who are senior adults, and AARP defines that as 50 years of age and older, I'd just like to point out, continue to share in the successes of others, continue to, to grow and change and develop and perfect the person God is making you into being throughout your life, Continue to serve. If you don't have a place of service, ask God for a place. And he will put you somewhere where there's somebody hungry, where there's somebody needy, where there's a, an opportunity for ministry somewhere. There's some place for you to serve. I just want you to know, senior adults, that we appreciate you and your testimony of your faith throughout your life and, and your commitment to God is an inspiration to us all. It gives us something to emulate. And that's why senior adults, one of the reasons they're so important in the family of faith. Let's bow together. <clears throat> Father, as we conclude this portion of our, our worship service, it's an opportunity for us just to step back and think about the difference that senior adults make in our church family, the ministries they perform, the services behind the scenes that uh, are given little notice, and yet they do so willingly because they have maybe a little extra time or um, because it's, it's somewhere nowhere else, no one else wants to do. We thank you for them. We thank you for the resources they bring into the church and all that they, they do for you and for your kingdom. Help us, Lord, to position our lives in such a way so that when those senior adult years arrive, 
will continue to be who you want us to be, who you're shaping us into being. And we'll continue to live faithfully because we will have the years of experience having seen you faithful and all throughout our lives. The longer we serve you, the sweeter you grow. 